It's been quite the ride for RIT's theme park enthusiasts. The club started as a casual group of roller coaster fanatics, but now club members have won national design competitions and have found co-ops and jobs in the growing field of theme park entertainment. In this episode of Intersections, the RIT podcast, Travis Fairclough, a current student and club leader, talks to RIT alumnus and former member Robert Sapolsky, now a computer-aided engineering analyst at Roush Industries, and Michael Denno, Vice President of Entertainment Engineering at Roush. They share insights about the growth of the club and what it takes to succeed in a very competitive and rewarding industry. We started kind of just, I think it was a group of about five students thinking about, okay, uh, what do we want to do with this uh, theme park enthusiasm we have, basically? Uh, We all were kind of sitting around a table and we're like, well, we love amusement parks and we all kind of want to work in the amusement park and theme park industry at some point, but how do we do that? So we're like, you know what, Let's, let's start a club. Um, and a lot of what we started with was kind of more the fun, I guess I'll say the fun side, like uh, taking trips to theme parks, uh, working on projects for Imagine RIT, which is the annual creativity festival for the university. While we were having fun, we knew that this was more than just going to parks and having a good time. It was eventually getting jobs and internships and such in the industry that we love so much and that we were so passionate about. So out of kind of nowhere, almost, we got we got an invitation to a competition um, down in Orlando, Florida, uh, hosted by Universal, the Ryerson competition. And that kind of kickstarted everything from there, where um, we got to present in front of uh, Universal Creative Executives, our ideas in a competition format, competing against other universities. Um, we did very well at that competition. That was kind of our first introduction to the industry. We took first place in all the different competitions. And thanks to that opportunity, we were able to get FaceTime with the universal executives and uh, meet people in the industry. And that eventually led to internships. And from there, it really steamrolled as we got into organizations like ASTM, went to uh, IAPA, which is an annual conference for the industry, highlighting whatever is new in the industry each year. And, And as that grew and expanded, it just it just kept taking off until what it is today. Yeah, we have uh, nine unique employers in themed entertainment that we've had either either alumni or current members work at for co-op or full-time. They've worked on really high-profile projects like Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure and Wicker Man, which were both some of yours, Robert. Um, and then we've had uh, alumni and current members work at Universal's Epic Universe, West Coast Racers in California, another one of yours. And then we have some working on some upcoming projects. We've just had people all over and going back to the companies, we've had people at SeaWorld We've had people at Disney. We've had people at Universal Creative. We've had people at at Tate. We've had people at iTech, Roush, uh, Great Coasters International, Premier Rides. Now, the last few of those are more of like a business-facing company, so you may not have heard of them uh, when you when you go see a theme park, but those are the people doing a lot of the work for for the bigger parks, like like you know, Robert. And you've had a lot of experience with with a lot of that list. Do you want to talk about your your co-ops and your full-time experience? Before I graduated, I would tell people I was a full-time intern because, uh, as you know, I had six internships before graduating. So, um, but I was I was fortunate enough that they were really good experiences, and three of them were at a Universal, Great Coasters, and Premier. So largely roller coaster based, actually. But moving full-time, I, I knew I wanted to work more on the vendor side. Universal and Disney will coordinate a lot of different vendors and such, but I wanted to kind of be on the vendor side designing the rides as well. And so that's where Roush is a great place for me to get to do that. 
Right now I work more on the analysis side, actually, which we kind of have design and analysis where design is going to come up with um, your concepts, all the, all the ideas up front. My role in that whole process is to take the design that somebody's worked on and look at it from a more of a structural standpoint to ensure that everything's going to function properly and function safely for years and years when it's at the park tweaking the design, making sure it's just right so that it's going to function properly because these rides run almost 24 seven for its entire life lifetime. So it's been a, it's a really interesting position just with all the different projects that we get into with Universal and Disney and SeaWorld, like you're saying. Robert uh, came to our organization with all the background coming out of RIT, he's certainly being an enthusiast in the space, having a really, really deep resume of uh, internships and experiences and it really hit the ground running when he joined our organization. It gives us a a lot of momentum of, uh, you know, putting the extra effort and the extra hours uh, and knowing that what you're doing is something that you love is so important. Unlike Robert, I didn't really come into college with a knowledge of the themed entertainment business. I didn't really know it was an option. And then I found uh, the themed entertainment industry through through the club, and I found out, wow, they're really innovative, like brand new technology that you wouldn't be able to see anywhere else. And it's merging with artists and creative people to you know drive an emotion and tell you a story. And that's something that a lot of people can enjoy. And the, the, it was just the perfect mesh of, of my interest with the technical side, the innovation, but also the, the creative perspective and, and having it be something that, you know, I can ride or I can watch other people ride and, and really feel better about, you know, watching them enjoy this thing I spent a lot of time working on. You go to Disney and you go to Universal and you go to SeaWorld and you see these, these really amazing attractions. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about Imagineers and people of that nature, but that's really all that you hear about. You don't really know that there's hundreds of companies and hundreds of disciplines that are working on each ride, uh, doing very small parts of each one. And, you know, learning that that themed entertainment is really taking different systems from other industries and figuring out how to how to adapt them to tell a story. Like a great example with one of the one of the rides at Universal that was made from a, like a robotic arm that was from vehicle assembly and was was never envisioned for carrying a vehicle full of people on it. And, you know, the theme entertainment industry came along and was like, huh, it would be really cool if you could ride that thing. How can we figure out how to do that safely uh, thousands of times a day? Um, and, and so as I got into the club and I learned that this is such a cool business, this is such an innovative business. And so it's, it's just this great synergy of both art, technical side, and it's all at the cutting edge all the time. It's always brand new technology. And so extending from that, when I first came into the club, there was this really big expectation surrounding Imagine, right? You guys had really built up a, a, a high uh, bar for us. And I came into it and I was trying to figure out what can I bring to this? How, how can I bring a new fresh perspective to the club that's gonna build you know, something even better? So people are always surprised every year with, with our Imagine exhibits. And my big push was to start building the attractions and experiences that people can actually be involved in. We built uh, a VR roller coaster that people could actually, you know, put the headset on and actually be experiencing the ride. But the, the thing was that, you know, in order to do stuff like that, we really needed to diversify because, you know, in the theme entertainment itself, you have uh, so many different disciplines and so many different companies working on these things. And so that's been uh, a recent growth area in the theme park enthusiasts is involving people from 
majors like new media and animation and illustration, uh, industrial design, because the industry really is 50-50. You know, there's, there's just as much importance on the technical side as there is the creative. And so that's, that's our initiative right now with the club is leveraging all of the different disciplines that we have on campus because we have access to a really great talent pool across a variety of disciplines. Giving people exposure to the industry, people like me who came in who would have never thought of something like this, learning that you know this is the dream thing to do. And then also giving these people an opportunity to get involved with it professionally. Travis, you, I think you, you, did, you said it extremely well that you have the creative folks and the Imagineers coming up with blue sky ideas that ultimately have to be brought to life and in many instances haven't been done before. And you've got to be willing to take on extreme challenges in order to play in the space. And I feel that uh, there's a lot of networking that occurs with partnerships and trying to bring the best of each company to ultimately bring the attraction to life. Yeah, there's a ton of collaboration between companies, even within the industry, like you said, Mike. Well, there's a lot of collaboration and interface with students too. Like, I mean, you and I both know, Robert, that, that beyond co-ops, I know we talked about yours. I, I've worked at um, Hirsch and Family Entertainment. I've worked for SeaWorld. I've worked for, for various companies around. But, you know, even for students who aren't using it as, as a co-op or an internship or something like that, with the competitions and with ASTM and IAPA, there's, there's a lot of opportunities to get involved with the companies and see and practice what they do on a daily basis. And, so, and a cool opportunity that we got, Robert, was uh, collaborating with, with Universal Creative on what's now a published patent application. Um, and so, so there's a lot of ways to get involved as students in this, in this really cool space. There's a lot of stuff that overlaps um, with, what, with what you learn in class, but there's also a lot of stuff that's really unique. And that's one of the benefits of having an organization like ours where you can get people exposure is one of the first things we encourage people who are interested in joining the design side of the industry is to start out in a hands-on operations role. Because uh, one of the most counterintuitive things that you're going to encounter in the theme entertainment industry is how a general person operates when they're you know, at a theme park ride. And so many things that you can't assume. Guest behavior is impossible to predict. And spending time around maintenance, focusing on uptime and focusing on quick fixes and, and how you can not only quickly but safely get a ride back operating because, you know, at the end of the day, safety is the most important thing in our business. Getting that hands-on experience and being around the people that do that on a daily basis is invaluable for when it comes time to design something, you can consider factors like that, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't get out of a textbook normally. And I think this goes back to like, there's a lot of, a lot more thought, I think, than a lot of people realize behind all these rides that we're working on. I don't know. I always like to ride a ride once just to enjoy it and experience it without thinking about anything behind all the all the pretty uh, videos or animated figures. And the second time I'm always going through like, OK, how do they do this? Oh, oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, so that's I don't know. It is it is interesting, though. A lot of a lot of people won't think about everything that's behind um, the story in the show, which, again, is the point. But it's it's another cool thing about the industry. So it's, it's really intriguing. I, I think that that's what we're challenged with today is pushing to the next limit and, and trying to figure out what the next best thing is going to become. And, and I, I find with technology going as fast as it is, we're going to be even more challenged nowadays with the creative imagineering folks of, of them saying, why can't you do that? <laughs> and, and that becomes our homework. It's kind of cool to take a step back too and think about the number of people that get to experience something that you've worked on and poured a 
blood, sweat, and tears into, right? I mean, that's that's why I'm here. You know, on a rough day when you either have a lot of work or something's not going well or whatever, you can go out to a park. You can stand at the exit of an attraction that you've worked on and you can listen to all the people coming off, you know, telling their friends, telling their family the shared experience that they've had with these important people in their lives, you know, how amazing that was or what their, what their favorite parts were. And so hearing that and seeing the smiles on their faces is just an incredible reward and it rejuvenates you. Thank you for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. And to hear more podcasts, subscribe to Intersections on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or SoundCloud, or by visiting www.rit.edu slash news slash podcasts.